Forty-five members of the Republican State Committee got together in Commerce Township over the weekend. Um, they claimed it was a legitimate meeting, and uh, they voted 40 to 5 to take out the chairperson of the Republican Party, Christina Caramo, who joins us live this morning on JR Morning. Madam Chair, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, realize it's it's been a, a tumultuous weekend for you, so we appreciate you coming on. You have said that... Uh, that this was illegitimate. You've cited party bylaws. Where is it in the bylaws that this was legitimate? It appears they had a quorum. Well, no, they didn't. Um, There's 107 voting members of the Michigan Republican Party, and a quorum is is defined by half of the members. And our bylaws do allow for proxy and proxy voting, but our bylaws also specify and define quorum. And for certain votes, like amending bylaws and removal of members, proxies aren't allowed to vote. And therefore, the quorum must be maintained by voting members, not proxies. So there's a lot of technicalities in our bylaws that the average listener is not aware of as to why this was an illegitimate gathering. So, I mean, these individuals can make any claims they want, but that it's not lawful what they've done. The meeting itself and the actual vote was just performative nonsense. But... You know, what's really sad is that Republican voters in Michigan are concerned about the future of this country, and these individuals are more concerned with internal power struggles. But so be it, but we will move forward to ensure that Republicans are successful in 2024. How then do you move forward if some people believe that you've been ousted and you do not? Well, there's the law. You know, um, there, there's the law, and our bylaws are very clear on the process. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's a reason why politically America is in a really bad spot and people have really low confidence in politicians. It's because, sadly, we don't have enough decent everyday people in politics. And the majority of the committee is appalled by these individual actions. Um, And additionally, we have, you know, our precinct delegates and our activists who are focused on saving the country. So, you know, anytime you have a large organization, you have a few factors. And people might say, wow, it doesn't seem like a few. It seems like a lot. Well, the reality is it's not the majority of the committee. And secondarily, unfortunately, that's just the reality that we have these saboteurs. It's a story as, you know, Benedict Arnold, Caesar and Brutus. It's, it's no story that unfortunately in politics you have these types of individuals. You just have to proceed even to those challenges. Um, Chair, have you spoken to the former president? I know as uh, you were running for secretary of state, he was uh, behind you and he supported you. Have you spoken to him since all of this has been going on? Well, the thing about it is we in the Republican Party, in our bylaws, that I have to remain neutral in the primary. So I cannot show favoritism to one candidate or another, but we've spoken to all campaigns. You know, since my time as chair, but again, per party bylaws, I'm not allowed to endorse the candidate in the primary. So it's just a standard of the Michigan Republican Party to maintain state neutrality. Bylaws aside, technicalities aside, Madam Chair, you've got 40 members of the state Republican committee who have said they no want no longer want you in leadership. Um, at what point do you say, you know what, for the good of the party, as we enter this very consequential election season, as perhaps we have some some resource shortfalls, and we need to rebuild our war chests here. At what point do you say, you know what, for the good of the party, I will step aside to try to heal this party? Well, actually, it will cause more division. As I mentioned before, there's 107 voting members, so 40 people aren't the majority. 
And I also was elected by 14 points at the convention. So that actually their actions are causing division, not mine. Me doing my job that I was elected to do isn't causing division. Them constantly trying to internally sabotage it is causing division and frustration because they're the ones that are sowing division, not me by doing my job. And that's the problem. But do you have the mandate that you had before? I mean, these are people that most of them were in your corner. They were Karamo fans. No, they most of them were not in my corner. I'm, I don't know where you got the information from. They actually backed Matt DiPerno. <laughs> Those that have well, called me? Yeah, your co-chair. <laughs> well, the co- well, you know what? Again, that's a story as old as Benedict Arnold. I mean, I don't want to get into the internal intrigue and gossip, but this is a story as old as time. You you join forces with somebody, and in politics, you have a high concentration of morally depraved people in politics. That's a fact. It's a reason why Americans have such low confidence in politicians. It's because so many of the people who get into politics aren't in it for the right reasons. Many people are in it because they enjoy wielding power. So just because an individual made a pledge to me when they wanted to see the power, that doesn't mean that they ran, ran consistent or were truthful when they made that pledge. As I said before, the majority of Michiganders, including our Republican activists and delegates, don't want to get involved in the performative nonsense. They're focused on winning elections, and that's what we're doing. We're, and yes, it's annoying. Yes, it's a bump in the road. Yes, it's PR-wise, it's not positive, but we can't let that detract us from the mission that I was elected to do. Uh, this party is making national headlines. How do you raise money? How do you move forward in this election cycle when things, you know, on they're calling it a dumpster fire, at least nationally? Well, you know, Michigan was a dumpster fire for three cycles in a row. And here's the reality. The Republican Party is at a Rubicon. And that goes whether it's Michigan or nationally. It is. Because there is a group of us who want to take the party in a new direction, win elections, be influential again, get young people involved. And there's another group who wants to maintain the status quo because it makes them a lot of money. So we're confident that the direction we're going in is what will not only save the party, but save the country. Because this philosophy of populism is bringing in people, you know, when have you seen such a blue collar upswell within the Republican Party? We haven't seen that in decades. When have you seen the upwelling of minority voters growing and gravitating with the Republican Party? You haven't seen that in decades. Right. That's because the new direction that we're taking it in, and these old guard Republicans who just want to continue to make money and do it from from a failed system, and you know, do things the same way because they did it in the 1980s. They just want to hold the rest of us back, and we won't let it happen. Are you st- are you still in favor of uh, having you know the primary primary voters as opposed to caucuses? Yeah, what was this proposal that came out that says that we're going to do do away with primaries and that basically the precinct delegates are going to choose statewide elective uh, nominees from now on? Well, we already have that system, you know, as both political parties do that with certain races. The reality is we need better political representation. And every day, Michiganders elect precinct delegates in their community. They talk to precinct delegates. They are their neighbors. Most people have never been able to even connect with one of their local elected officials. I mean, one of their, uh, you know, uh, elected officials. But the precinct delegate who lives in their neighborhood, they're able to talk to them. They're able to go and air their grievances with them. And the precinct delegate is someone they can hold accountable. So we as a party are discussing ways to provide better political representation to our communities because, as we can see, our country is on the wrong road. 
But that's like saying, look, we don't trust you rank and file Republicans to choose. We're going to let party elites do it. And I mean, the people that are lining up against uh, that this proposal, I mean, Matt DiPerno, uh, Tudor Dixon, these are not establishment Republicans. These are MAGA Republicans. Well, well, it's every, it's every a lot of people claim to be MAGA Republicans, and Matt DiPerno is a fraud. He's been a sore loser in a list of other things. But let me say this: at the end of the day, people, the rank, the everyday person is not excluded, nor is it this concept of party elites. Precinct delegates are your neighbors. They're the people you see every week. They're the people who look after your mail when you um, fall on Most of us don't know who our precinct delegate is, nor, quite frankly, do many people care. They want to vote. They want to have a voice. I'm my voice, I want to go and press my button and vote. Well, the thing about it is you do elect your precinct delegates, and the fact that most people don't know who they are, that's just a reflective of the condition of our country. We have at the Michigan Republican Party, we are working very hard to educate the public on who their precinct delegates mm-hmm. are and who our political system is, how, how the political system works. You elect your precinct delegates on the ballot. So these are not just some rogue individuals. These are your neighbors that you vote for to be your representative. And we already do this with many elections already as a state, both Democrat and Republican parties. So we as a party are just discussing and exploring other options how we can provide better political representation. And the precinct delegates, we already do this. Supreme Court, state school board, attorney general, lieutenant governor. So this isn't some new thing. We already do this for many elections. Michigan is a is a swing state, as is Georgia and Arizona. And Georgia and Arizona are having the same kind of issues that they're having here as far as their GOP leadership and what's going on with the GOP. Do you, do you see some type of connection with Michigan going through this as well as Georgia and Arizona? Battleground states. Yeah, to your point, that's that's a great question. And it, as I mentioned earlier, that's why I said that we're, we're crossing a Rubicon as a Republican Party. It's not just Michigan. Again, there are you, as I said, mentioned earlier, you're seeing a shift in the Republican Party with blue collar people, you know, minorities getting super involved in positions of leadership like myself um, within the Republican Party. And that's largely because of this populist movement. It's, it's a people first movement rooted in the U.S. Constitution. We're constitutionally. And you have another class of people who just want the status quo and keep money, making money off the failed system, even though we're losing elections and losing influence. They don't care. They just want power. And the group of us who want to save the country, we are opposed to their actions, and we are determined to move the party in a new direction. Um, it's no secret the party has lost influence. It's no secret the party hasn't done well. And we're going to move in a new direction. Will there be bumps? Will there be schisms? Will there be public fallout? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not what I like. But if it's what's going to move this country for, if it's going to be what's moved this party for, so be it. That's what we're going to do. Who Don't will, like it, but... Who will decide yeah. whether we go with caucuses rather than primaries to, for instance, uh, nominate a gubernatorial candidate? Who makes that decision? Well, you know, if you look at Michigan election law, it's really the party who makes those decisions. Um, but, you know, we're exploring all options. We're having a lot of conversations about it. I mean, it's nothing settled. But at the end of the day, we do this already for many elections in the state of Michigan. So this isn't a new or novel concept. But most people have never had a conversation with their governor. They've never talked to the person they analyze. But your precinct de- delegates, you see them when you go to the grocery store, you see them when you guys drop your kids off at school. This is the person you can connect with and talk to. And the precinct delegate doesn't rep the int- represent the interests of your community. You can vote them out. 
So, again, we need to educate, do a better job of educating the public as to how the political system works instead of just having a system that poorly provides political representation. Well, that may be, but I don't know that that means they want to give up their vote in the process, which you're right. We have done it this way in the past, but for the most part, since 1988 and beyond, this has been a tradition. We've had these primaries. It will be an interesting debate. And, Christina Caramo, we appreciate you being on with us. I assume this is going to the courts. And uh, we will uh, we'll hope to have future discussions with you as it makes its way through. I appreciate you guys having me on. God bless. All right. And God bless you. Thank you. It is uh, 647 on J.R. Morning. Uh, when we come back, uh, he was trying for perfection. Did a local gambler make the half-million-dollar jackpot with his pick uh, in the NFL over the weekend. Uh, we'll find out how Wade Fink did and whether he hit the jackpot next on JR Morning.